For the things we do each day, we humans have always looked for smarter solutions to improve the quality of our lives. When it comes to eating better, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make it easier than ever before to enjoy a healthy, simple, yet great experience every day. All meals are fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Less expensive than takeout, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing between 6 or 18 meals per week. You can pause or reschedule anytime. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off. That's code gratitude50 at factor.com gratitude50 to get 50% off. Hi Gratitude Seeker, have you heard of Mood Plus? It's a supplement based on a clinically studied strain of bacteria that promotes mental well-being and stress resilience. Here's what Kelly had to say about it. I'm able to be more patient with my kids and have more clarity to make the many decisions I have to make every day. Find out more about the science behind Mood Plus by going to Mood dash plus.com that's m-u-d dash plus.com and use promo code trymud for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description if you live in america that's the privilege that we have here we have opportunities here we have freedoms we have laws that allow us to be whoever we want and say whatever we want which is not afforded to the majority of people in the world you know, if you speak out against the government in a lot of countries, like in Russia right now, if you speak out against the government, you're going to be put in jail or you're just going to disappear. Well, mm-hmm. in America, you have freedoms to be able to express yourself, freedoms of the press, freedom to bear arms. We have a lot of freedoms here in America that just aren't afforded to the rest of the world. And so we can become very complacent with all of those freedoms and not realize how good we have it. But when we travel to these other places and we work with these other people, you you start to appreciate the little things in life that you have that you take for granted, like fresh water. Perfect example. When we go to these other countries, we have to drink bottled water the entire time. We can't even brush our teeth with the water that's coming out of the tap because it's not sanitary. In America, we don't even think about that. We just turn on the water, have a glass, you know, brush our teeth, do make coffee. We, we don't even think about when we turn on that faucet what a luxury that is. The rest of the world, uh, not the rest of the world, but a good majority of the world doesn't have that luxury. You know, they've got a, in some areas, they've got to walk to a river, um, you know, a couple miles to get water for the day, or they've got to go to the town um, well and pump water for the day. They don't have uh, running water, a shower, uh, a toilet, in their house, you know? So these are things that, that when we, when we get out of our own uh, comfort zone, we begin to see just how great we have it. And we start to appreciate the things that we have a lot more. Thank you. Thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you from my heart, from the Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Our guest has endured a rough upbringing before becoming a proud Marine right out of high school. He was trained 
to fight the enemy and was pre prepared for war. When he volunteered for a combat tour in Iraq, little did he know his real battle would be fought in his mind. After eight years of military service, Sergeant Q suffered from depression, anger, and panic attacks and was diagnosed with PTSD. Sergeant Q traded the battlefield for the mission field and found healing and purpose through building homes and churches, feeding children, and supplying precious hope to struggling communities worldwide. And now, he's here with us on the Gratitude Podcast, ready to, to share his story and um, his wonderful ideas with us. Aaron Quinones, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and be able to share uh, my story and a little bit of hope with, uh, with your audience. So thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you and the fact that you're here with us and your openness to share um, these ideas with us. Uh, we, we spoke a little bit before and uh, I'm really excited about uh, our conversation. So firstly, I didn't want to um, to create such a long intro, um, but I want you to, to let our audience know more about you, uh, some of the amazing things that you've been doing, and I think it's best that they hear it from you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in America in the mountains of Northern California, and it's, um, it's a small little mountain town. They actually did a documentary on it. You can find it on Netflix. It's called Murder Mountain, and it's because it was really big in the drug trade. Um, they used to grow a lot of, well, they still do grow a lot of marijuana up there. Uh, my parents were a marijuana farm. So I grew up right in the middle of the drug trade in one of the heaviest drug trades, uh, in the country here in America. And I grew up right in the middle of that. And so at a young age, I experienced a lot of violence and abuse and alcoholism, drug use, all of that stuff um, at a young age. And then I went into the military and served in the Marine Corps. And I joined a special forces group called First Anglico, where I continued to um, kind of refine my skills when it came to violence. Uh, served a year in Iraq in 2003. And when I came home, my mental health was really, really struggling um, to the point where I was dealing with anxiety and depression and uh, even committed, almost committed suicide at one point. And then I found the Lord and he showed me a way to heal from trauma uh, by serving other people. I, I started going to church and within just a few months, I got invited to go to Mexico to build a home for a homeless family. And originally I really didn't want to do that, but I, I, uh, I relented and said yes and went, and it really changed my life. And I just continued to that lifestyle of service to others. And, and as I did, I was reading these medical journals, trying to understand how the brain operated and how I could uh, overcome these trauma experiences that I was dealing with. At the same time, I'm reading the Bible, and I found an incredible parallel between the two, between what scripture says and what science says. And so I just created a little plan just for myself to be able to overcome trauma. And then a few years ago, the Lord called me to lead other veterans to find the same healing that I did. And so I began, you know, and I, over the last 14 years that I've been, been uh, walking with the Lord, I, I've started a janitorial company where I've got about 110 employees here in the Pacific Northwest. And I've started an award-winning nonprofit where I've received multiple awards from the Department of Veterans Affairs. And a couple of years ago, I was named Seattle's hometown hero for the work that I do. I published a book called Healing Through Service, The Warrior's Guidebook to Overcoming Trauma. And I designed it in a way that anybody could just pick it up and read through it and go through the exact same process that I teach the veterans to be able to overcome trauma. And it's amazing watching these guys as they go through the process and then they go on to do things in their own communities. I've got a guy I've been working with pretty closely for the last four years. He's uh, in Oregon. It's the next state south of Washington where I live. And he is... Um, uh, he started a homeless veteran outreach, and that was three years ago. Now he runs the most successful uh, homeless outreach on the Oregon coast. Uh, the wow. government gave him like a $3 million grant because he was doing such a good job. And 
that's what I find rewarding is watching these guys go through the program and really take it to heart and learn that when you're in service to others, it really does help your mental health uh, and creates a success mindset. And watching these guys just go and change the world, you know, it's pretty amazing. So that's a little bit about me and where I'm at. Uh, I also have a technology company that I started uh, three years ago. We created some technology that helps uh, increase mental health and prevent suicide. It just went through medical trials last year with a 100% success rate when it comes to uh, preventing suicide. So that's a little bit about me and, and uh, the things that I do. And so, yeah, give the audience a little bit of uh, background on, on how I got where I am now. <laughs> That's wonderful. These are some amazing things that, uh, that you were able to do and to uh, create for, for this world. And I'm sure that each and every one of those things are, are very fulfilling and um, brings they bring some some lasting change in in people's lives and that's just amazing um uh, but i i wanted to to focus on uh one particular thing service to others and um we we've talked talked a little bit about this on the podcast in the past as well and i wanted to ask you firstly why do you think um service to others works so well in overcoming men mental health issues. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my favorite artists beautifully sings that if we open up our plans, then we are free. But unfortunately, it's usually not that easy most of the time. We have responsibilities, errands and things we said yes to that we didn't actually want to take on. I believe we'd have more time for that thing we always wanted to do, even if that's just taking a nap, if we were more proficient in setting boundaries. But I also know that doing that on your own is hard. Thankfully, therapy can help us do just that. An objective perspective from the outside is very helpful in becoming aware of when and where the boundaries are not clearly set or not clearly communicated. So give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com gratitude today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash gratitude. Mood Plus, the supplement I told you about at the start of the show, contains a unique strain of inactivated bacteria originally isolated from mud or soil called M. vacci. This comes from new research and it isn't a probiotic. But what does it do? This bacteria has been shown to promote mental well-being, stress resilience, anxiety resilience, and also boosting mood through its interaction with our immune system and its helpful effects on inflammation. It works because in the past humans had far greater exposure to these kinds of bacteria before our modern sanitary living. Researchers call these good bacteria our old friends and are finding that they may have played a key role in regulating our immune system, gut health and even mental health. Mood Plus safely reintroduces your body to these beneficial bacteria. Get your Mood Plus now. Go to mood-plus.com that's mud-plus.com and use code TRYMUD for a 15% discount. Or visit the link in the description and use the discount code TRYMUD. Having our digestive system work properly makes it so much easier to feel grateful and enjoy a great quality of life. I'm very excited to see firsthand the relief that Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic provides in terms of digestive discomfort. Our gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body, and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, immune system, and much more. Seeds capsule is tested to get to where your body really needs it. With new clinical trials and breakthrough research published in top scientific journals, SEED's probiotic programs 
make it a trustworthy source of pre and probiotics. We need these two constantly to enjoy great health, but they are hard to get from the food we eat. Thankfully, seed provides a simple solution to help us keep this healthy habit. Trust your gut with seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash gratitude and use code 25gratitude to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash gratitude code 25gratitude yeah actually um i don't really have to think too much about it i i've I've read the studies (laughs) on how the brain operates i've read the bible and it tells us you know multiple times one of the great things um that jesus says is he's he says it's it's better to to give than receive right um he he tells his disciples that it's better to give than to receive and we don't it sounds great right but there's up, up until the last 10 years there really hasn't been any quantifiable data to be able to prove that that is true, right? But, but it sounds good. And, and when we do that, we experience this, um, but we haven't been able to quantify it. Another thing that Jesus says, he's talking to his disciples and they're kind of arguing uh, amongst themselves about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, which, which one of the disciples. And Jesus rebukes them a little bit. And he says, the great, if, if you want to be the greatest, then you have to, um, you have to become a servant. The greatest among you will be the servant. And so Jesus is telling them this thing and they don't really understand it, right? They don't understand what that means. But now we take those two things that Jesus said and we can look at um, the science behind it. Uh, there's been all kinds of studies out there studying the brain and doing brain scan imaging. One of the first ones um, that I read is one of the earlier studies. It's called the Mother Teresa effect. And so what they did is they had these college students, uh, they put them in this room and they watched Mother Teresa do good works uh, in Calcutta for 90 minutes. That's what they, they watched this video. And what they did is they, they took a saliva swab and they checked their, uh, basically their, their, it's a specific protein in the brain that increases mental wellness. And it's like the SLG-A um, protein. And so they measured that and then they measured it when, the video was over and then they measured it again 90 minutes after. And what they saw, every one of those students had an increase in mental health in this protein in their brain as they were watching these 90 minutes. And then even continued past when they stopped watching the video uh, for an additional 90 minutes before it started to drop off. And so they were really excited about that. And that opened the door for a bunch of other studies. Uh, Another study that they did They had two groups of people. One was receiving help from homework, and the other group was giving the help to people um, doing their homework. And they did the same saliva test on them. And they saw that the people who received the help uh, on their homework, they didn't really have an increase in mental health. It was very, very minimal. You could barely even notice it. But the people who were giving help, who were serving their fellow students, they had a huge increase in their mental health in that S1LG-A saliva protein. They had a huge boost when they were helping other people. And so that right there proves it's quantifiable. What Jesus was telling us is absolutely true that the greatest among us must become the servant, that it's better to give than it is to receive. And so this is the concept, one of many concepts that I teach veterans who are coming through my program, who are dealing with mental health, uh, struggling with anxiety and PTSD. Uh, I show them that there's healing through serving God and serving their community. And then we go out and we do it. So how I, how I do this is I'll take a group of guys, we'll take about 25 guys, uh, and we'll go down to Mexico. And in two days, we're going to build a home for a homeless family. And I teach them these, these concepts, and then we go out and we use it immediately right out in the community. And to watch these guys just come alive is amazing. Then when I bring them home, I plug them into other organizations where they can continue to serve and they can continue to volunteer. And I've watched these guys just take off. It's been amazing. I've got one guy who's now a pastor. I've got another guy who runs a prison ministry. I've got another guy who does homeless outreach. I've got a, uh, a female veteran who now she, um, 
she's gotten her master's degree in counseling for family counseling and is helping veterans. And so watching people uh, take these lessons and then apply them to their lives and have amazing success, it's, it's really cool. That's amazing. It's, it's actually um, what you're just uh, sharing with us is your own way of, of serving the fact that you are serving these people that are serving other people. And as I was listening to you, I also uh, felt that excitement and that, uh, that joy of, uh, of serving. And uh, I was thinking about um, our situation today with the, the fact that uh, in Europe, there's a war going on and uh, that many of us fear um, that this world war might lead to something bigger or um, that the repercussion could be even um, even bigger than we uh, anticipated and of course we're we're thinking about the people in Ukraine that are uh, that are dying there and I was thinking that the best solution, for for that fear might actually be to be of service right that's that's absolutely absolutely correct action serving other people it definitely beats back those fears of uh anxiety and death uh and destruction because you're you're actively helping other people it's going to boost your your mental health and so if we look at james in the book of james in the bible in james 1 2 uh, I, I remember the first time I read this verse and I was like, what the heck is he talking about? This makes no sense. And so I really, really, really studied on this and I figured it out. So James 1, 2 says, count it all joy, brothers, when you fall into various trials. So how, how do you do that? How do you count it all joy when you're feeling persecuted or scared or afraid or alone or under attack? Like, what does that even mean? It, it was so confusing for me. And it goes on to say in verses three and four, it says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you become perfect, complete, lacking nothing. And so it took me a long time to try and unpack that and understand what that meant. Um, And I had had a custom knife built uh, a few years back for um my my wife and i we do a lot of fishing we fish a lot and so we had custom fishing knives made and during that process i learned a lot about how the metal is prepared to be able to make that knife because when you have that piece of metal it's just a dull heavy um piece of metal it's kind of useless you know but what they do is they take that they take that piece of metal and they put it into the furnace and they get it really, really hot. And what happens when it's getting hot, all these impurities are coming out of the metal and those impurities make that metal very, very weak. So those impurities are coming out of the metal and then they'll pull it out of the fire and they'll begin to hit it with a hammer to shape it into the shape that they want. But they're also knocking that slag off, knocking off all of those impurities that are on the blade. And they'll repeat this process over and over and over again. They'll take the blade and they'll put it in water and quench it and let it rest. And then they'll continue this process until they've got a perfect piece of metal that has no blemishes in it. It has no impurities in it. And now they can hone it and make it sharp into a useful tool. And it's going to be strong. It's not going to break when you use it. And so when a knife blade breaks, it's because there's impurities in it. So the, the hotter the fire and the more work you put into that piece of metal, the more impurities you're going to get out, the stronger that it's going to be. And so that's us in our life. That's the trauma that we experience. That is the hardship that we endure. That is the furnace. That's us being in the furnace. And all those impurities that come out, that's the anxiety, the anger, the frustration, the nightmares, that's all the impurities. And so the next part is how do we get those impurities off, right? And the best way that I found is to be in service to other people. That's the best way that we can help. And so specifically with the Ukraine, 
uh, incident, like there's Americans even that are going over there and fighting and that's not for everybody. So not everybody can go and do that, but you can send money, you can pray, you can, um, you know, post encouraging things to the people of Ukraine who are, are struggling, um, right now. That's what they need. You know, that, that encouragement is really going to help them. That funding is really going to help them. If you have friends like I do in Ukraine, be in contact with them daily. Just let them know that, hey, you're encouraging them. That's really going to boost their mental health and help them not feel alone and isolated. And a lot of my friends that are there are actually serving other people. They're helping get refugees out. They're bringing food in. Um, they're providing medical care. They're in service to other people. That doesn't mean that they're not going to experience the anxiety, but it's not going to overwhelm them like it would if they were sitting idle and doing nothing. So action really does help um, fight back those that sense of fear and foreboding and that sense um, – that could overwhelm you exactly i i love this perspective and it's it's very powerful because in especially when we are frightened um we don't always know what to do and what's the best thing that we can do and um being able to um get out of ourselves and out of our own heads and see other people that's when when we get empowered i think and um this is where uh, being of service to others actually um is linked in my opinion to gratitude when we're able to get out of our own heads and help other people we we begin to appreciate what we have and i'm imagining for instance um, but I, I would love for you to, to expand on this. Um, for you and the guys that went to Mexico, um, the fact that you were serving people that didn't have a home made you appreciate your own home much more, right? That's absolutely correct. Yes, it, it does. It changes your perspective on things. And so one of the greatest things I ever did for my children was I began to take them with us onto the mission mm. field. And so at age nine and 11, they began going out and serving other people. And it was an incredible experience uh, to serve alongside them, but it was really cool to watch them grow up with a different perspective. So here in America, um, it, we're a very privileged country. That's just the bottom line. And you hear people throw around terms like, oh, well, there's white privilege. Well, that I'm just telling you right now, that, that doesn't really exist. If you live in America, that's the privilege that we have here. It doesn't matter what color you are in America, you have it better than the majority of the rest of the world out there because we have opportunities here. We have freedoms. We have laws that allow us to be whoever we want and say whatever we want, which is not afforded to the majority of people in the world. You know, if you speak out against the government in a lot of countries, like in Russia right now, if you speak out against the government, <clears throat> you're going to be put in jail or you're just going to disappear. Well, mm -hmm. in America, you have freedoms to be able to express yourself, freedoms of the press, freedom to bear arms. We have a lot of freedoms here in America that just aren't afforded to the rest of the world. And so we can become very complacent with all of those freedoms and not realize how good we have it. But when we travel to these other places and we work with these other people, uh, you, you start to appreciate the little things in life that you have that you take for granted, like fresh water. Perfect example. When we go to these other countries, we have to drink bottled water the entire time. We can't even brush our teeth with the water that's coming out of the tap because it's not sanitary. In America, we don't even think about that. We just turn on the water, have a glass, you know, brush our teeth, do, make coffee. We, we don't even think about when we turn on that faucet, what a luxury that is. The rest of the world, uh, not the rest of the world, but a good majority of the world doesn't have that luxury. You know, they've got a, in some areas, they've got to walk to a river, um, you know, a couple miles to get water for the day, or they've got to go to the town um, well and pump water for the day. They don't have uh, running water, a shower, uh, a toilet in their house, you know? So these are things that, that when we, when we get out of our own uh, comfort zone, we begin to see just how great we have it 
and we start to appreciate the things that we have a lot more, you know, where some guys are complaining like, oh, my car's been breaking down and I really want to move out of this apartment and buy a house. And then they go to Mexico where a family of four has been living inside of their truck for three years because they can't afford to, to, to rent a house. And then we show up and build one for them. You know, it changes their perspective. And that's what it did for my kids. You know, I'll, I'll never forget. I, I took my daughter, we went down to Honduras and we were working with uh, an orphanage down there. We were building, um, uh, I was building the roof on an orphanage. And when we went down there, my daughter was working side by side with me. We were doing welding and we were there for a couple of weeks. And on the last night, the orphans wanted to honor us and bless us. And so they made a really big deal about uh, preparing for us their favorite meal, the most, you know, the, the thing that they only have like uh, on special occasions. And so we were all excited uh, and they were so proud to make us beans and fresh cheese. <laughs> that was their special meal. And for me, I, I kind of knew something like that was coming, but for my daughter, she really didn't expect that, you know, that that would be something that we would just take for granted. Beans and cheese wouldn't, it'd be a snack. It wouldn't even be a meal. Um, and I remember we flew back into the United States and we were at the airport and we went to like a little fast food place like Burger King inside the airport. And, you know, we just got a couple hamburgers as we were waiting for our next flight and I was watching my daughter and she was just sitting there staring at that hamburger. And I asked her, I said, well, what's, what's wrong? Did you get the wrong order? And she's like, no, she goes, I just, I was thinking about the orphans, you know, how their most special meal was beans and fresh cheese. And here we are just ordering a hamburger. Like it was nothing. Like it was just a convenience to get this burger really quick. And it was no big deal when the orphans couldn't even, you know, their, their most special meal didn't even have meat in it. And so it just changed her perspective. And she was a lot more grateful for the things that she has. And now she's, she's gone to college and gotten a degree, but she's also a missionary. And so she travels all over the world to Japan and Korea. She travels to Indonesia and Mexico, uh, serving the people, working specifically with uh, orphans. So it's been pretty wow. cool to see her transition through, uh, through life by learning to serve other people and understanding that gratitude for the things that she has. <laughs> That's that's amazing. That's just wow. <laughs> I so what, absolutely love it. What one of the things? So people are probably thinking to themselves right now, like, well, how do I do that? Right? Like, how? This is a great in theory, but how do we actually do that? Right? What's the practicality? And so in my book, that's what I do because a lot of times when I read books and things like that, they tell you this great concept, but they don't break it down and show you how do I take this concept and make it a reality, make it an action item, something I can do right now today. And so I will give you guys an example of how I did it and how you can do it in your own life. So if you guys are listening like, hey, this is great. How do I do this? Get a pen and paper because I'm about to break this thing down to you. So a lot of times um, we avoid things that make us uncomfortable, right? And usually that has something to do with our past. And so an example for me is uh, I, I was homeless when I was a kid. And then I was homeless again when I came back from Iraq because I wasn't managing my mental health very well. And so the first time that somebody asked me to go to Mexico to build a home for a homeless family, I was very uncomfortable. I was like, no way. I don't want to do that because it touched that little bit of trauma in my life and it caused me anxiety and I didn't want to do it. But what I learned is that I can literally reprogram my brain away from trauma by confronting those things that make me uncomfortable and having a positive outcome. I can rewire that negative experience. So in our brain, we have this thing called the negative bias. So if you have a negative interaction with somebody like a friend or family member, so think about that right now, right? Like that probably popped into your mind, a friend or family member you've had a negative interaction with, and now you don't talk to them anymore. You could have had years of experience with this person and then you have one negative experience and then that's it. It's over. You don't want to deal with it. That's why divorce rates are so high is because people don't understand how the brain works when it comes to a negative bias. So it takes, there's been research out there that shows that it takes five to seven positive experiences just to overcome that one negative experience that you've had in your life. 
And so a good example um, is if any of you have drank an alcohol out there and gotten really sick, when somebody offers you that alcohol next time or you even smell it, ooh, you have a visceral reaction, right? Like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to touch that because you've been sick on it before. Well, it's the same thing with our interpersonal relationships with other people is that when we have a negative experience and then we think about that person or that situation, it's like we're reliving that experience again. We can feel it inside of us because our body retains trauma on a cellular level. So it, the, the way to, to overcome this and to build those positive memories is you have to, number one, you have to be intentional about wanting to confront this thing. So for me, uh, I, I didn't understand this in the beginning. I just did it by happenstance, by agreeing to go to Mexico to build a home for a homeless family, even though I was uncomfortable. But when I went there, man, I felt amazing by being able to help this family get something that, um, that I had always dreamed about as a kid, like somebody coming and just giving us a house. Like that never happened for me, but I could make that happen for somebody else. And it really, really, it made me feel great. I had all this joy in my life. And I felt a lot more grateful about the life that I have because I had a lot of, I, I could uh, empathize with this family who was struggling to be homeless. And so when I went and helped them, it, it healed a little bit of that homeless injury, that homeless wound that I had. And I kept going back time and time and time and time again. And now when we talk about homelessness, it doesn't cause me that fear and anxiety because I've reprogrammed my brain away from that trauma because I have purposely built positive memories to overcome that negative experience. So here's the thing. It's not a one and done, right? It's not like you can just go do one and be done with it. It has to be a continual lifestyle change because it takes five to seven positive experiences just to even out one negative experience. So think about that in your life. If you have a couple negative experiences with a friend or family member, you need to consciously and purposefully seek out positive interaction with that individual so that way you can rebuild um, that neural activity in your brain and create a stronger neural network network around the positive regarding that individual or that situation. So for me, I go and I build homes for the homeless. So, you know, for you, it could be something different. For my wife, she when she grew up, she grew up in a very abusive home um, and she was, uh, she got caught up in trafficking when she was really, really young. So she entered foster care and then she went, ended up going through human trafficking. And so for her, uh, part of her healing process is we go to Cambodia and we work with a group that helps prevent human trafficking. We do the same thing in several other countries. And my wife goes and she speaks and she helps create programs and buildings and facilities to help these women uh, coming out of trafficking or prevent trafficking altogether. And so that has helped her heal from that, that wound that she has. So for each one of us, it may be different. So for you, if you're listening right now, just jot down, you know, what is it that thing that's bothering me? That's the step one, right? We jot that down. Step two is what are some things that I can do to create a positive neural network around this specific mental wound that I'm experiencing? And then the third thing is to get your friends and family to be part of that. Tell them, hey, this is something that bothers me. This is something I want to do to fix it. Will you come with me and help me? And so when you bring your friends and family to become part of that, it becomes a force multiplier. You get a lot more mental health benefit a lot quicker when you're operating within a group. Giving and receiving social support is the number one thing you can do to boost your mental health. So, in, so inviting others to become part of that process, it helps boost their mental health and yours as well. Amazing. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's so powerful what you what you just shared with us, and um, I, I love the fact that you you mentioned the fact that it's it's different for um, for all of us for each of us it's it's something different and it's um, it's so related to some other teachings that I know uh, this idea that whenever something you feel something lacks inside of you you need to give it away um whenever you feel that you don't have enough money you need to give some away so that you 
you can realize the fact that you actually have money and that you are <laughs> abundant and um yeah i think this is this is very similar to what you just shared and um hearing you speak uh, on these many topics made me really curious on how you um define gratitude what is gratitude for you well well for me um i always want to start my day with a bit of gratitude and it really helps boost your feeling of self-worth your understanding of your place in this giant world that we have um so so the, this is what i do every single day and so there's a famous uh speaker trainer and coach called john maxwell i'm not sure if you guys have heard of him over there but he's an international speaker yeah. trainer and coach and i'm actually one of his coaches uh so i go out and i i work with john max the john maxwell team teaching people these things. And what he said is that if you want to change your life, you have to change something you do every single day. He's basically talking about having a morning routine. And so for me, I start every single morning reading my Bible. And so how do I do this? I break this down into three pieces. Number one, I just, I, I read the scripture and I try to understand what did it mean to the people back then, 2000 years ago? What was the scripture meant to them? Then I take that and how do I uh, apply that to my life. So what's the application? How do I take this concept from 2000 years ago and apply it directly to my life? And then the third thing that I do is uh, I write down a prayer. It's usually a prayer of thanksgiving, of gratitude, thanking the Lord for whatever I learned for the day, for whatever it is that I'm feeling grateful for. And it's a huge boost when I go out into the world because the world wants to beat you down, right? You're going to deal with traffic. You're going to deal with rude people. You're going to deal with delays and all these different things. But if you start your morning with a routine and you make gratitude part of that, it's going to help you immensely when it comes to the rest of your day because you're going to start off on a good foot being grateful for the things that you have. And so in my book, I actually have an entire chapter dedicated to this process. Uh, a lot of times, like if you're driving in traffic and somebody cuts you off, you know, you get angry and, and maybe you say some things, you know, uh, to them or to yourself. But instead of doing that, just pause for a minute and be grateful. Be like, oh, I'm so grateful that, um, that I didn't hit that car or I'm so grateful that I even have a car that I'm not on the bus and that the heater is working because it's really cold outside. So when those negative things happen, I teach people how to uh, change the conversation in their brain and focus on the positive things because what you look for, you'll find more of. And so in your brain, your brain wants to categorize things. So if a negative experience happens, and you focus on that negative thing, your brain will pull up all these other negative things that are happening in your life. But the exact opposite happens if you focus on the positive. Your brain will start to pull up all the positive aspects of your life. So when you start with gratitude, it changes your mind. And when you change your mind, it changes the way that you see the world. That's just how your mind works. It's not hyperbole. It's not some, you know, crazy, uh, you know, wacky process or thought or, or experience, these are real fundamental things that you can do every single day that are very practical that will help you see the world in a better light and give you a better sense of self-worth and increase your mental health. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mood Plus, the supplement I told you about at the start of the show, contains a unique strain of inactivated bacteria 
originally isolated from mud or soil called M. vacci. This comes from new research and it isn't a probiotic. But what does it do? This bacteria has been shown to promote mental well-being, stress resilience, anxiety resilience, and also boosting mood through its interaction with our immune system and its helpful effects on inflammation. It works because in the past humans had far greater exposure to these kinds of bacteria before our modern sanitary living. Researchers call these good bacteria our old friends and are finding that they may have played a key role in regulating our immune system, gut health and even mental health. Mood Plus safely reintroduces your body to these beneficial bacteria. Get your Mood Plus now. Go to mood-plus.com that's M-U-D-P-L-U-S dot com and use code TRYMUD for a 15% discount. Or visit the link in the description and use the discount code TRYMUD. Having our digestive system work properly makes it so much easier to feel grateful and enjoy a great quality of life. I'm very excited to see firsthand the relief that Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic provides in terms of digestive discomfort. Our gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body, and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, immune system, and much more. Seeds capsule is tested to get to where your body really needs it. With new clinical trials and breakthrough research published in top scientific journals, Seeds probiotic programs make it a trustworthy source of pre- and probiotics. We need these two constantly to enjoy great health, but they're hard to get from the food we eat. Thankfully, Seed provides a simple solution to help us keep this healthy habit. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. Go to seed.com gratitude and use code 25GRATITUDE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gratitude, code 25GRATITUDE. Wow, <laughs> it makes so much sense and it's it's right on point. It's right on point and... Um, yeah, it's one of the best things that we can do for our, ourselves to start our day in a way that serves us and helps us, um, like you said, deal with the, what the world is throwing at us and being resilient thanks to that and being better people. You shared a quote on your Instagram account that uh, that I really love about the fact that uh, healing is so powerful uh, because instead of giving a sarcastic tone you're uh, you have uplifting messages and um, you're not making other people the object of your own frustration and that uh, when someone tells you that they love you you may allow yourself to believe them i love that so much and um thinking about some people uh, that have been through traumatic experiences um, or just elderly people that um, got stuck in in some experiences. Um, It's such a wonderful idea, the fact that we can choose not to be (laughs) one of those people and that we can inspire instead of just be sarcastic or frustrated or things of that nature and i think that's that's such a wonderful and powerful idea yeah what what the brain believes the body receives and so my my mom she she was diagnosed with cancer uh last year and so she had to go through cancer treatment and it was stage four so it was really aggressive and um we went through the process just believing a hundred percent that she was going to be okay. That's all we talked about was the positive aspect of it. We spent a lot of time in prayer, thanking God for the little victories that she had, you know, like, Oh, she was able to get up today. Oh, she was able to eat, um, you know, this certain type of food or, you know, whatever that was, we didn't focus on 
the overwhelming negative aspect of it. We just focused on the little victories that we had. And we thanked God for each one of those. And we just spent time constantly in prayer. Well, my mom, she went to go see the, uh, the surgeon to go do the surgery, to cut the tumor out. And when she went and saw him, he said, Hey, there's no tumor here. Like it's, if I didn't, if I didn't see you before, I wouldn't believe that you ever had cancer. He goes, I'm going to go in and do the surgery just to see if there's something there, but I'm looking at the imaging and there's nothing. So he went in, he looked, he came back and said, yeah, there's nothing there. I, I didn't find anything. So then she went back to her original cancer doctor who did the diagnosis and she said to my mom, she goes, wow, I'm really surprised to see you. I didn't think that you would have survived this long. She goes, I had another patient that was in the exact same situation, um, diagnosed just a couple months after you, and he's already since passed away. And so what was the difference between you know, my mom and this other patient? I truly believe it was the amount of gratitude, the amount of prayer, the amount of positive thinking that went into her treatment because they had the exact same treatment program, the exact same doctors, the exact same treatment program when it came to the medical side of it. But the difference was that this other patient didn't really have any friends or family around. And my mom did. She had a huge friend and family network that was praying with her, talking with her, encouraging her. And that is what made the difference. A huge difference, a quantifiable difference was the, 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 the power in prayer, gratitude, and positive thinking is what helped my mom survive where this other patient did not. Wow, that's, that's mind-blowing. And I'm I'm so happy to hear that, and I hope she's she's feeling good as we speak as well. And uh, yeah, and that's that's just amazing. And uh, just thinking about how how powerful we really are, and um, when when we are open to being positive and to uh, seeking help, to receiving help. It's just amazing. Ah, I feel like we can talk for hours, and uh, I still, I would still have so, so many questions uh, to ask. But um, we are, we are nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you: uh, Where can our audience get in touch with you? Where can they get your book? Yeah, absolutely. So you can get it on Amazon. Um, it's healing through service, the warrior's guidebook, or you can just go to my website. So, uh, sergeantq.net. So S G T Q.net. And when you go there, there's a couple things you can do. Number one, um, you can purchase the book there from, from my publisher. There's also a link to get you to an online video series. So I did an online video series. So you can pick up this book and go through it with a group of friends, like a small group study. And so you'll read a chapter and then you'll watch a video together and you'll do an activity. And then you'll read a chapter, watch a video, do an activity. And you do, you do this uh, every week as you go through the book working together uh, as a team. And there's all kinds of studies on why it's better to work as a team. I won't go into it here, but it's fascinating research about why working in a small team is much more valuable than, than doing it alone. So in the book, we give you these little tiny things to do every single day uh, that help you increase your mental health. And so uh, another one that I'll tell you guys about is uh, doing a small act of service for somebody every single day and journaling it. So that's the first thing we have you do in the book. And at some point um, I'll create a community where people can share that information, but um doing these small acts of kindness for people increases your mental health. And we've already discussed why that happens, but you guys don't even need the book to start that. You can start that right now today. You can just go out and do, it could be something small, holding the door for somebody, helping them with their groceries, uh, you know, making somebody dinner, paying somebody a compliment. But if you do this every single day for the next 14 days and you record your activity, this is what I did. This is how I felt before and after. And then after 14 days, you take a look at that and you're going to have quantifi- your own quantifiable data showing you that this process of serving other people helps boost your mental health. 
And so that's something that you guys can practice right here today without even buying the book. Exactly. And one thing that I would love for us to to end on is the fact that uh, back in October, you were in Ukraine. And um, what I'm thinking about is the fact that we never know when we when we're serving someone, when we're uh, helping them out, how much they will actually need or the impact that we're actually having on that person. Maybe you can um, share with us a little bit on this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anytime there's a conflict that happens, you know, like the, like the war right now in Ukraine, a lot of times we can feel very helpless. Like, oh, I want to do something, but I don't know what can I do. The number one thing you can do is you can pray for the people of Ukraine. That is so powerful. Uh, the power of prayer is amazing. And I just shared that with you guys uh, about my mom, right? How that the power of prayer worked in her life. So the so prayer is incredibly important um, when it comes to a conflict like this where we can feel helpless. But we can always pray for the people of Ukraine. Number two, you, you can, um, like I have friends and family in Ukraine. And so I can call them. I can encourage them every day. I can send them messages every day. And so for them, internet service is, is kind of hit or miss, but it doesn't matter. If you just continually send those eventually they're going to be able to open that email and they're going to see all these positive messages, which is really going to give them a boost. You can also partner with, there's a lot of organizations out there that are doing really good work, bringing food and supplies, uh, helping refugees in those areas. And so really quick Google search, uh, you can find a lot of organizations. And here's what I'll tell you, uh, before you donate to anybody Look on what's called Gold Star or Guide Star. Guide Star will tell you everything. It's kind of like how how nonprofits are ranked by uh, the public, whether they're trustworthy or not. And so, if you want to give money to somebody, but you're not sure, you can look on Guide Star, and they'll tell you if they're a reputable uh, organization or not. But here's here's what you can do by by praying for them, by sending them messages of encouragement directly to those people. It's going to give them a boost, but it's also going to help you increase your mental health and your mental well wellness because now you're not going to feel like you can't do anything. You're not going to feel helpless anymore because you're going to take action. You're going to be, you know, be engaged in this activity, which is going to give you a mental health boost as well. And so as, as the conflict winds down, because all conflicts do eventually wind down, there's going to be a lot more opportunity for you to be able to help the people of Ukraine. And so I would encourage you to partner with your local church, partner with your local organization that are going to be sending teams of people and resources to go rebuild that area. And it will really help you boost your own mental health by going out there and helping these people being the hands and feet of Jesus, helping them rebuild after this traumatic experience, because that's what they're really going to need. Once the war is over, a lot of times people forget about it and they just go back to their daily lives. But there's a tremendous amount of rebuilding that needs to happen in that country. And I'm not just talking about building as an infrastructure, but I'm talking about rebuilding of trust, rebuilding of uh, emotional well-being that's going to be needed for those people that are suffering through this uh, invasion right now. And so if you have the opportunity or the capacity to go and help be part of that rebuilding effort, I would really, really encourage you to go and do that. Uh, it's going to help you. It's going to help them. And they're not going to feel alone either, right? They're going to feel like, oh my gosh, here are these people that came from this other country to come and help us when they didn't have to. That is mind blowing to people, and it really, really boosts, um, you know, their heart when when people from other countries come and say, "Hey, you know, we're we're together, we're one. I want to come and help you, even if it's just for a few days or a few weeks." It's incredibly important uh, for them uh, and and for you. That's that's just beautiful and inspiring, and I love the fact that it's also very practical. So, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today for all of these amazing ideas and the fact that you made them really practical, usable, and um, we can just go ahead and, and do what you just recommended. So I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your presence and I appreciate your openness. Thank you so much. 
Hey, you're welcome. It's been great talking with you guys. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.